have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be Good morning. morning. Welcome to our special Christmas Eve service here at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. I'm Reverend Chris Jimerson, one of the co-lead ministers here at the church. My pronouns are he, him. And I am the Reverend Michelle LeGrave, interim co-lead minister here at the church. My pronouns are she, her. We are both delighted to see you all here this morning with us. We are, and I am delighted to use those lyrics from a Christmas hymn that go, Don We Now, Our Gay Apparel, as an excuse to wear my Muppet boots for our celebration this morning, complete with bright red Christmas socks, courtesy of (laughs) Reverend Michelle. We especially want to welcome you if you're visiting with us this morning. If you're here in person, please join us for our Christmas cookie social gathering after the service. If you're with us online and are able to do so, please say hello in the comments and let us know from where you're watching the service. Either way, please go to austinuu.org, click on worship, and then the link to our online visitor form and fill that out if you would. We'd love to get to know you just a little better. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, wherever you find yourself on your life's journey, whichever your pronouns, whether you've walked in or rolled in or dialed in, 
whomever you love. You are welcome here. You belong here. And in that spirit, we begin by reciting our words for lighting the chalice together. Those are printed in your order of service. Please join me. On this this night night of anticipation, anticipation, we we raise raise our voices voices in story and song to greet Christmas. May the lessons of compassion, trust, and generosity alight within us and lead us into the new day renewed. Our opening words this morning, Christmas Eve, from Reverend Mary Wellmayer. Like those shepherds who were on the hillsides with their flocks, like those wise ones in their observatories with their telescopes and astronomical charts, we find our daily work interrupted by these holy days. And like them, we cannot keep on working. We must stop and listen to the singing of the angels and feel the call of that special star. The little town of Bethlehem is thronged with people who have come to be taxed crowding streets and shops, and we must wind our way to an unknown place where a wonderful new beginning awaits. What precious new beginning are we seeking this night? For what do you push through the crowds? What message do the angels sing to you? What is the call of your star? Si 
Today's reading, my reading, coming to Christmas by Ellen Fay. It is the winter season of the year, dark and chilly. Perhaps it is a winter season in your life, dark and chilly there too. Come into Christmas here. Let the light and warmth of Christmas brighten our lives and the world. Let us find in the dark corners of our souls the light of hope. A vision of the extraordinary in the ordinary. Let us find rest in the quiet of a holy moment to find promise and renewal. Let us find the child in each of us, the new hope, the new light, born in us. Then Christmas will come, then magic will return to this world. Now we're going to sing carol number 253, O Come All Ye Faithful.
the shortest day came, and the year died, and everywhere down the centuries of the snow-white world came people singing, dancing, to drive the dark away. They lighted candles in the winter trees. They hung their homes with evergreen. They burned beseeching fires all night long to keep the year alive. And when the New Year's sunshine blazed awake, they shouted, reveling. Through all the frosty ages, you can hear them echoing behind us. Listen. All the long echoes sing the same delight, the shortest day, as promise wakens in the sleeping land. They carol, fest, give thanks, and dearly love their friends, and hope for peace. And so do we, here, now, this year and every year. Welcome, Yule. Christmas is Subversive by Rev. Kendall Gibbons. One of the great things about Christmas is that it is a sturdy holiday. Christmas doesn't wimp out when times are hard. It comes anyways, even if there are hardly any presents, even when there isn't much food to make a feast with, even if you're sad, even if the world around you is at war. Even if you are living in fear and danger and oppression, Christmas still comes. And when it comes, Christmas is subversive. Christmas, with its story of an unwed mother and a doubtful father, with its legend of a helpless baby born in a stable who was worshipped by some of the wisest, richest men on earth, with its tale of the child pursued by the deadly wrath of kings, whose escape as a refugee to a foreign land far from home. Christmas, with its ancient, enduring summons of peace on earth 
goodwill to all people everywhere. You can't stop a day like that with a little hardship or greed or injustice. It will show up anyway. Shining the light of a midnight star into the darkest places of our collective lives. Do not underestimate the power of the manger and the hope it holds. The Christmas song of the angels is not as innocent as it sounds. It has turned the world upside down before now. It still can. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
A Cautionary Christmas Tale by the Reverend Frank Rivis. My little sister Renee was 10 years younger than I. When she was in kindergarten, I considered her to be the most obnoxious child on the planet. So I decided to get her a lump of coal for Christmas. I know that people generally consider it Santa's responsibility to give lumps of coal to kids who misbehave, but I had learned over the years not to trust Santa's judgment. <laughs> I'd seen it over and over again. The, little, the old man went easy on little kids. So the responsibility fell to me. I searched the yellow pages, went to the nearest coal yard, picked out an exceptionally large chunk, wrapped it nicely in a box with a bow, and placed it under the Christmas tree. Our family encouraged recipients to lift, shake, and guess at the contents as soon as a gift was under the tree. Renee was fascinated. What gift could weigh so much? By our Christmas morning tradition, the gifts were sorted into five piles, then one at a time, going around the circle as many times as necessary, we opened our gifts for everyone to see. Renee opened mine first. As she unwrapped ribbon, paper, and box, her excitement grew. My excitement grew, too. The moment of reckoning was at hand. From her first glance at the coal, she loved it. She screamed with delight and hugged me profusely. How was I to know that only a week earlier in her kindergarten class, she had learned how to grow colorful crystals on coal. <laughs> how was I to know that this would be her favorite gift? <laughs> There's a moral to this story, my friends. Watch out for this season. There's a spirit in the air that can turn even the most vindictive thoughts into good Luke 2, 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests.
Luke chapter 2, verses 15 to 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Each Night a Child is Born, adapted from the poem by Sophia Lyon Foss. For so the children come, and so they have been coming. Always in the same way they came, born of the seed of life. No angels herald their beginnings. No prophets predict their future courses. No wise ones see a star to show where to find the babe that will save humankind. Yet each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the sight of a new beginning. They ask, where and how will this new life end, or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Camels Speak by Lynn Unger. Of course, they never consulted us. They were wise men, kings, star readers, and we merely transportation. They simply loaded us with gifts and turned us toward the star. I ask you, what would a king know of choosing presents for a child? Had they ever seen a baby born to such simple folks, so naked of pretension, so open to the wind? What would such a child care for perfumes and gold? Far better to have asked one born in the desert, tested by wind and sand. We saw what he would need, the gift of perseverance, of continuing on the hard way, making do with what there is, living on what you have inside, 
the gift of holding up under a burden, of lifting another with grace, of kneeling to accept the weight of what you must bear. Our footsteps would have rocked him with the rhythm of the road, shown him comfort in a harsh land, the dignity of continually moving forward. But the wise men were not wise enough to ask. They simply left their trinkets and admired the rustic view. Before you knew it, we were turned again toward home, carrying men only half willing to be amazed. But never mind. We saw the baby, felt him reach for the bright tassels of our gear. We desert amblers have ways of seeing what you chatterers must miss. That child at heart knows something about following a star. Our gifts are given. It is our tradition during this Christmas Eve services to collect an offering that goes to our church caring fund, which the ministers can utilize to assist active church participants when unexpected challenges come up. Usually we say to let the plate pass you by if you are visiting with us, as you are our guests. But because of the special nature of this offering, I invite you instead to give as you are able and as you are so moved. You can give in a few different ways by going to austinuu.org, clicking on the link on the top right side of the page, or by texting your contributions to 84321, or by placing an offering in the basket the ushers are about to pass. Here in the sanctuary, the ushers will now collect our offering. Let us take into our hands a Christmas candle, a solstice candle. 
This is a night of ancient joy and ancient fear. Those who have gone before us were fearful of. Fearful of what lurked outside the ring of fire of light and warmth. As we light this fire, we ask that the fullness of its flame protect each of us from what we fear most and guide us towards our perfect light and joy. May we each be encircled by the fire and warmth of love and by the flame of our friendship with one another. On this night, it was the ancient custom to exchange gifts of light, symbolic of the new light of the sun. Therefore, make ready for the light, light of star, light of candle, firelight, lamplight, love light. Let us share the gift of light. And as we light our candles here in the sanctuary, I invite those of you who have joined us virtually to also light a candle. Once all of our candles are lit, our gift of light has been shared, we will then sing together.
When the song of angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the brothers, to make music in the heart. Please join me in our words for extinguishing the chalice. You may now also extinguish your candle if it's making you nervous. (laughs) We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Kneeling in Bethlehem by Anne Weems. It is not over, this birthing. There are always newer skies into which God can throw stars. When we begin to think that we can predict the advent of God, that we can box the Christ in a stable in Bethlehem, that's just the time that God will be born in a place we can't imagine and won't believe. Those who wait for God watch with their hearts and not with their eyes, listening, always listening for angel words. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.